Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Social Anxiety subreddit. But before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I'm by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. Uh, So, you know, social anxiety is one of those things that I've really seen, um, you know, I hate to say it this way. Um, It just seems like everybody seems to know somebody that has it. Um, I was about to say everybody has it, but I was like, no, that's not what I meant to say. Um, It seems like everybody knows someone who has it. Now, to be fair, I don't, I think it's a lot like depression where people say like, oh yeah, he's got depression, but you know, they, they, they maybe they're, they're probably going through a difficult time. Uh, so they feel depressed, but they don't have like a medical, uh, like a, a medically diagnosed depression. Right. So the big difference between the two, either way, I mean, by the way, that doesn't invalidate anybody from feeling socially anxious. That doesn't invalidate anybody from feeling, uh, depressed at the time, maybe because you, you've lost somebody in your life, maybe there's a, a major transitioning happening in your life. Uh, but either way, um, I think it's important to kind of remember the, the, the difference between those two situations. Um, but either way, I, I've, I've just noticed, you know, every time, like every time I, I mentioned that I have, um, I, I was diagnosed with social anxiety. I don't know. I still have like, uh, trying to think of the word for it i still have like um side effects or i I don't know if that's the right word but like you know things that have been left over from my social anxiety even though i i've worked a lot on it um i certainly have uh you know certain things that were left over um you know especially with uh, for me my biggest problem is usually like after a situation um, where let's, let, let's say like, maybe I don't say a joke or maybe I, I, my joke falls flat or something like that. I do have some problems afterwards, um, feeling really depressed because maybe there's, uh, a better way I could have put that. Or, you know, you, you know how it is like hindsight's twenty twenty when all of a sudden you're looking back on a situation you're like, Oh, I should have said this. Oh, I could have said that. Oh, I shouldn't have said this. Uh, so yeah, either way, uh, that's still something that I go through and it's still something that, uh, but at the same time, I think something that I've gotten better with is the ability to not say no to situa- to social situations that um, are, that I don't really have an excuse not to go to, right? Like if, uh, if somebody wants to get together or something like that and they say like, hey, let's go do this, then um, unless it's like uh, something that I really can't do for whatever reason, then um, for me, right, then I, I'm just thinking, all right, well, I really can't do that. I'm really sorry. But if it is something like if I'm just thinking of excuses to make up, I, I, I just automatically say yes. I don't even go through the excuses anymore. Like once once I start trying to make up excuses, that's when I'm like, all right, well, it doesn't sound like I have an excuse because I'm pretty good at making it. Man, you should have heard some of the excuses I had before. I won't give them to you because anybody that's out there uh, who has uh, <laughs> social anxiety might use them. By the way, why don't we go over into the first post over here? Do you feel like your IQ just plummets in social situations? Um, you know, it's it's fascinating to me because there are moments where all of, especially like when I'm talking really fast, 
where all of a sudden my I'll notice uh, words were slur. Hey, excuse me. Wow. Okay. Just like that. Words will slur together. Um, and all of a sudden, like words just uh, uh, like mix together a lot more. So when I get super excited, that's why like um, I'm always try I always try and stay conscious of my breathing when I'm in a, in a social situation, not like super conscious, right? Like obviously you want to feel the flow of the conversation. You want to be engaged. But when I notice that I'm very, very hyperactive, uh, I have to, I, I'll usually say like, all right, wait, 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 I got I to gotta, I gotta pull back a little bit on this because I'm going a little too uh, hard. I'm going, you know, because once I get too excited uh, in social situations, I start to notice that's when I become a little bit more offensive. I can, like with my jokes and stuff, I can become a little bit more um, lackadaisical with, with, you know, with, uh, or, or let's put it this way. I, I start to forget my surroundings. So let's say I, I'll say something that's maybe not appropriate to say in front of my, my audience. So, or, so the crowd that I'm in. So let's say there's women mixed in there. Maybe a joke that I would usually say around a bunch of men, you know, wouldn't be the best thing to say with a mixed group. Right. Is basically what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, I think that my my IQ kind of, uh, I don't, I don't know if IQ plummeting is like the best term, but certainly uh, a lot of my skills, uh, my social skills that I have, like with one or two people, maybe uh, start to go out the window once like more people are added to the group. It seems like my, um, uh, unless of course, like I, obviously, you know, I'm speaking to you guys right now and I don't really have too much of a problem with public speaking. Um, not anymore obviously when you're in school and I, I think this is important to kind of talk about right like if any of you guys are in university or you know what, what a school or anything like that um there is something to being nervous in front of your class right like you know you uh when you're in school the social hierarchy that that's probably the most apparent uh in your life that you'll ever see it obviously you see it at workplaces you see it at certain places but you know at the same time it's it's a lot different when you know, if you mess something up, right, everybody will talk about it at school. I remember, you know, there were certain things that I did where all, all of a sudden people all of a sudden knew me because of it. You know, they're just like, hey, you're the guy that did this. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's me. You know, um, so I understand why kids uh, or, you know, even college students or university students are terrified of going up to speak. Once you get a little bit older, it's not as hard unless you're doing um, business type things like you have to go up to. You have to go up for a meeting and do a business meeting or something like that. Like I could see that, like being being nerve wracking. But like if you ask me to stand in front of a bunch of people and tell my story, I mean I've said it so many times. Uh, so you know, practice makes. Well, it doesn't make perfect. It definitely makes permanent for sure. That's what my uh, band teacher used to say: practice makes permanent, not perfect. Um, but uh, you know, I, I just think that um, you know, in certain situations you know, there's going to be a little bit more pressure on you than others. How about that? Um, so yeah, I think that you, uh, I, I, th I think that for sure, a lot of my social skills do kind of go out the window and you, you have to be kind of, you have to give yourself some grace, um, especially if you have social anxiety. Uh, there, there's going to be uh, mistakes that you make. And this is the other thing about social anxiety is the, one of the things that leads to this anxiety is the fact that things in social situations rarely do things go perfectly. Right. Um, they do sometimes, right? They go exactly as planned. Oh, well, let's go. Uh, but rarely, you know, if you have enough social situations, you'll start to notice the imperfections in your speech. You'll start to see the 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 times where you weren't prepared for to hear something. You'll you'll notice things, right? 
Um, and I think it's important to experience those things because once you experience them, it's a, you, you start to learn to um, recover from mistakes a lot better. And I learned this first when I was in music. Uh, my, I remember my trombone teacher, uh, he, 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 start, he started noticing. He was like, hey, listen, you, every single time you mess up, you just stop playing. And it's very apparent, right? Are you, do you, are you just going to do that when it's live? And I was like, I mean, no. And he's like, well, how do you know? Because you're practicing that way. And this goes back to the practice makes permanent, not perfect, right? So after a while, I, uh, you know, whenever we'd practice, we, what we sp practiced specifically was me not stopping, right? So let's say, you know, we're playing like, uh, I don't know anything off the top of my head that we used to play. But let's just say like, uh, what's that? Ode to Joy. Is that the da na 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 right? So let's say like I mess up a note in there. Da -na -ha, na -na 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 -na. Right? So if, if I do it that way, right? And keep going it's a little less apparent right like maybe you notice a mistake but it's like okay well he's going go, he keeps going well if i just do na, na, ha, ha, crap right it's very it's much more apparent that i messed up if i don't uh keep going so you have to uh you have to allow yourself some grace with these um with these mistakes that you're doing in uh in social situations and once again, with people with anxiety in general, right? Like you're you're kind of thinking worst case scenario a lot of times. So, um, you you know, the more you practice with it, the more mistakes you make, right? Um, the the better you'll be to uh, when you recover from those mistakes. That's really what's important about all of this. So, either way, why don't we go over to the uh, next post over here? Sorry, my video just finished rendering. By the way, if you guys ever join, like, do YouTube, I you know. Or, or, or become a content creator of some sort. Uh, these videos take forever to render. Like, if, if you're wondering why, like, oh, why don't, why doesn't he put out two videos a week or anything like that? Now that I have a full time job and I still do, you know, three podcasts, it's so difficult to like, you know, some of these videos, man, they take like thirty to an hour, thirty minutes to an hour to render after I finish with them. So that's why I had to cut back on editing and all that stuff. Uh, either way. Let's not uh, do any more behind the scenes stuff. Let's go over to the next post here. I can't have an informal conversation if there are more than two other people. If there's a group of friendly people, I'd rather talk to each of them alone than all of them together. Just yesterday, I was sitting close to three other people who were talking about social anxiety, and I couldn't say a word despite having a lot to say. That's actually really... I don't know why and it sounds like it's like really ironic to me right like you 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 have so or I'm just assuming here that you have social anxiety or like you understand social anxiety to a fair to a fair degree and you know your social anxiety is 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 uh, stopping you from talking about the thing that you probably have a, a lot better of a perspective on than most other people right which I just I, I just think that's hilarious um the, just the irony in it not not like i'm not laughing at the person in general but i just thought that was funny um so uh, for for me talking in a group isn't that isn't super difficult um but you you know i'll give you an example right in my church group there is one person who taught who who's able to really like he he says some zingers and what I had to do in this one situation, because he was just out, he was just going hard and just, you know, I was in a situation where I wasn't super comfortable. We were watching a football game. I don't really know all that much about football, if, if I'm being fair here. I understand the basic mechanics of it. Uh, you know, if you if if they threw a flag on something, I probably wouldn't understand it. It's like, oh, didn't he, you know, didn't he tackle him? Like, oh, no, 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 you, you can't do that. You know, it's pass interference or, you know, this kind of stuff. I, I don't get it. Right. But um, 
you know, I was in a situation that I wasn't super familiar with, but, uh, and then also we ate a bunch of food. Uh, so I was pretty tired. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I did do, right. Cause there was this one person just, you know, making all the great jokes and all that other stuff. Well, I, in those big group situations, obviously if you're in a, if you're in a round table, it's a little harder to do, but what I will usually start to do is I'll start to taper off conversations. Give you an example. We're having a game night over at my church and, uh, you know, just, just playing, uh, board games or whatever. And, uh, um, you know, I, all the girls were on one side of the, the table and they were getting like the, all the, all the stuff ready. Cause you know, me and the other guy hadn't played the game. Um, and his wife is more of the, like the, the, the board game person. So anyway, I just, uh, you know, I, I noticed he's not talking to them. So I just like start up a conversation with him, you know, like, uh, yeah, man, that men's retreat, that, uh, that, that enchilada is still haunting me. Right. Like that's something I said, uh, by the way, that, that enchilada is still haunting me. That is uh that's a story for another day but either way right so we just have this great conversation and then once the game is ready okay let's just include everybody into that conversation or you know if, if they they sound like they're interested in our conversation then they'll come over um there's nothing wrong with splintering a conversation if there's like more than three people there right it, it, once there's more than three people there people can start splintering off into conversations there's no problem with that i, I don't think there is uh i don't think there's anything pro anything problematic about that um so that might be something for you to do, um, you know, but, uh, you know, if you're in like a, a booth situation, right? Like, so like, let's, how many people did you say there were? Uh, da, 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 three other people who were talking about social anxiety. So uh, that's a little bit more difficult, right? Like if you have like five or six people, it's a little bit easier to splinter off into conversations. But if you, let's say you're in a booth or you're in like the break room and people start talking about stuff it's a little bit harder to to um break into a conversation in that, in that way so um all i would say is you do not always have to say something this is this kind of comes a lot of people will say well that's the opposite like you should be practicing right well what i think you should be practicing and this is sometimes what i have to practice is patience you know um which is difficult for somebody with anxiety in general but social anxiety um, sometimes you can feel impatient if you're not being the center of attention, if you're not being um, uh, like if, if you're not adding to the conversation as much as other people, if you're not. Right. Um, for me, I started to, re to, you know, so in that situation where that guy was saying all those zingers, well, all at the football, uh, when we we're watching the football game, uh, one of the things that I started doing was I started just listening to him and just saying, OK, what can I learn from the way that this guy is hitting all these zingers? Because he's doing a lot. Um, and so funny enough, I think, uh, my, my sense of humor has changed a little bit because of him. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, maybe you guys can tell me as, uh, as we continue, but, uh, but yeah, right. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm actively, uh, listening to, and that's, that's another big, uh, part of social conversations, right? Um, another example would be like, let's say somebody's really hurting, like they're going through something right now, you speaking to them might actually be more harmful than you listening to their problems. I can't tell you how many times I've just listened to people and they end up uh, like all, they kind of have this big conversation almost with themselves. Like all I'm there is to listen and, uh, you know, ask, um, you know, questions, you know, maybe clarifying questions, those types of things that could maybe get them onto the right track. And this is basically what, what therapists do. Obviously they have a lot more training in it. Uh, so obviously they're a lot better than I am, but you know, I, I think there are times where you're going to have to uh, accept the fact that maybe you are going to be the quiet one, this conversation. That's why you have uh, a lot of 
uh, different uh, interactions. That's why that's why practice is so uh, important. So, and even with practice, obviously, you know, things still happen. So, either way, uh, let's go to the next post. This will be the last one. I don't like alcohol, but I can't socialize without it. Sad face. I hate drinking. I would probably drink only occasionally if I didn't have so much social anxiety. It doesn't feel good. It brings increased feelings of being tired, lazy, heavy, hungry, clumsy, etc. And none of that is fun. However, it's the only way I can get myself to socialize. Even with friends that I like being around, I have to be tipsy in order to talk to, laugh out, uh, laugh with, go out, or hold conversations like normal people. When sober, it feels impossible to move, speak, or make eye contact. Needing to quote-unquote pregame before even the simplest things like going to a restaurant with friends is so embarrassing and I wish I wasn't like this. Just a rant. Thank you all for listening. If you had some experience and were able to get through it, you're awesome. I see you and applaud you and hope to eventually do the same one day. So obviously this person's venting. So um, my obviously my advice usually goes to you guys anyway. So, um, so alcohol is one of those things that I think really um, is a big... I don't. Th- I don't know how big of the problem is, so I'm not gonna say that. But I like. I haven't looked any at any figures. But I would say it's definitely like if you have social anxiety, I would be careful around drugs in particular. But you know, alcohol would be the big one, mainly because of how addicting it can be to uh, quote unquote be yourself, right? Like when you dr- when you drink, right? People say like, oh yeah, now you know, and now I've really came alive. Uh, and, and this was me all the way. Like I was the life of the party. I would be this person who would do things that was totally out of the norm out of the norm the problem is i wouldn't be able to um i wouldn't be that guy all the time and and so eventually i started doing this right where every little situation i needed to be a little bit tipsy in order to uh have the um the skills that i needed to socialize well the problem was um, a, that wasn't the real me because, you know, that if you, if you need to take a drug to become the real you, that's not the real you. Okay. Um, is that, is that completely true? Well, okay. Let's, let's just say if you need to get high, how about that? Uh, in order to, to be the real you, that's not the real you. Um, second, I think, uh, it's important to, um, to notice, right? Like it becomes a, a ritual. It, it kind of, you're, you know, those people who like, oh yeah, we're my l- lucky boxers before uh, every test because it, it helps me out. Right. It, it almost becomes like a, a, a ritual or um, a superstition, so to speak. Right. Where all of a sudden, if you don't have it, even if you're like kind of okay in conversations when you're sober, well, all of a sudden now it's become like a superstition. So, you know, things will just go wrong. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, oh man, I knew I should, you know, I, I knew that I, I was going to mess up if I didn't drink. And now, you know, now it's been proven to me. So now I should be drinking, right? No, that's not how that works, right? Uh, but yeah, either way, um, alcohol is definitely something you really want to look out for if you are, if you have social anxiety. It's not, it does, it, it may seem like it helps in the short term, but we do have to think about the long term. I know people with anxiety, it's a little harder to, deal with long-term solutions instead of short-term, but you really do have to start thinking about that or else it will, um, it can start to creep up on you. You know, all of a sudden, you know, here you are an uh, an alcoholic and this wasn't what it was, you know, this wasn't originally what you had planned. You originally had planned uh, to just, you know, drink whenever you were in a social situation. Well, now all of a sudden you're in a social situation a lot more because you're growing up because you're in more 
uh, you, you know more people, right? And now those people know you as the life of the party. So now you don't want to stop drinking because you're afraid of what people will think when you're not that guy. So, and, and listen, I'll be real with you. I'm, I'm actually a lot more confident. I feel a lot, uh, a lot better about, um, you know, speaking because I don't have to deal. I, yeah, sorry, I don't have to uh, rely on anything. You know, I can just have a conversation with somebody and it doesn't have to be weird or awkward. I mean, it might be, right? But I've been through so many of those weird and awkward conversations that it's not going to deter me uh, from making more, from trying more. So um, if you take anything from this, uh, you know, just remember uh, alcohol is not a great uh, thing to, uh, once again, it's not a great thing to get into if you are socially anxious or if you're anxious at all. Because, you know, because a lot of times people try and soothe their anxiety, soothe their depression, which doesn't make any sense because alcohol is a depressant but uh they try and they try and soothe themselves with um drugs and you know one thing leads to another and then you're an addict i'm not saying that always happens but you know especially when you have mental health problems it's not a great addition to it you don't want to add to your problems so either way guys hopefully you enjoyed this remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box also uh, in the info box will be the link tree uh wait Sorry about that. I just completely spaced out. Uh, let me start that over again. Uh, once again, you guys can check out the social anxiety subreddit in the in the info box. Uh, and also, like I said before, the link tree will be in the info box if you guys want to check out all things casual. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. See, I made a mistake in there. And it doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing podcasts. <laughs> so... Like I said, uh, mistakes are very important to learn from, and you just kind of move on from that. But either way, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.